0: To the fifty-two week podcast, where three friends grapple with the ups and downs of goal setting and achievement, coming at you for another
1: week. Hello, my name's Steph, and I'm the wannabe runner. I'm Meredith, the ginger, and I'm Kelly. I'm just along for the ride. Hey, it is week thirty-six. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> this
0: week was actually a really good week. Yeah. I shouldn't say actually. So, shocker, we had a good week. (laughs) It was a good week. It's
1: mid-August. I'm starting to get, as we go walking in the morning, it's starting to get a little bit cooler, which is a little sad, but we were walking this week at Murray Park, which was lovely.
0: I love the cool weather. Like, that makes... The weather was really cool on Friday, and we ended up walking three miles, and I was like, I had my 10,000 steps by 11 a.m. I got so much done around the house. Also, finished my farmhouse sign.
2: Oh, I saw that on Instagram. That looked excellent.
0: I was so happy with how it turned out. When I'm working on a project, I have to always tell myself, you cannot judge it. You cannot give up on it until you're done. And then if you don't like it, you can toss it or give it Mm -hmm. away. (laughs) You have to wait till it's done because when it's done, it always looks different than it unraveling. It looked really good. I was very happy
1: with it. It did. It looked nice. I was very happy
0: with it.
1: This week, for our glowing goalie, we are interviewing... Craig Oborn and Craig so he did a 52 week thing as well so it's so exciting (laughs) and you know I think a lot of times like with our goals we're looking at like more like sometimes tangible things like Mm -hmm. checking this off the list or it's like stuff that we can control but his was more with relationships and so he had this desire to connect to his family and so every week he sent out a question and he was just able to see that with a question every week how they were able to connect so uh, when I found out that he did a 52-week thing too, and I mean, his lasted for more than 52 weeks, I was like, oh, this is awesome. We have to call him. So so let's give K- Craig a call. Excellent.
3: Hello.
1: Why, hello, Craig. How are you?
3: I'm well. How are you?
1: Good. I just want to introduce my friends here. So okay. t- I have Meredith over here. We call her Ginger Cat sometimes. Hi. <laughs> Yeah. yeah and then kelly she comes from australia so you get to enjoy her great accent nice. no pressure kelly Good uh, <laughs> this is So, so craig you have said that one of your favorite questions is to ask someone to describe their life story in 30 seconds or less so i want to hear your life story in 30 seconds or less
3: 30 seconds or less. Wow. No, usually I give them plenty. No, if they want to talk forever, I'll let them. Uh,
1: oh, I thought you said 30 seconds. In your TED Talk, you said something about 30 seconds.
3: No, it's true. <laughs> I wanted to think that it's only going to take 30 seconds, but really, I like that we talk forever.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, you can talk forever, too. I just was,
2: yeah.
3: I born and raised here in Utah. Spent, uh, I have, let's see, five other siblings. There's three boys, three girls. Nice um, and even. Mm-hmm. Parents have, uh, are still going on 50 plus years. Yeah, most of the family's here, other than my sister in Colorado. Uh, lived in let's see, I lived back east for a little while, lived in Lake Tahoe for a little while.
1: Ooh.
3: Spent a couple of years in Guatemala and so gotten out of the gotten out of Utah, but boy, I sure I sure love it here. Yeah, had all kinds of crazy a serial entrepreneur, started my own food magazine, and I worked for Biggest Loser for a little
1: what? while. Well, I loved Biggest Loser. That's awesome. Are you Jillian Michaels like BFs? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do know a lot of I do know a lot of the contestants, and
3: uh, you know, but and it was a, it was a great experience. Um, yeah, I manage gyms here in town, and currently do real estate, mortgages, and real estate. On um, well, I'd say that's my day job, and then human connection or starting a revolution of how human connection is really my passion.
1: Awesome. Tell us a little bit. I was telling these guys, we were talking about how it's cool that you had a 52-week challenge. You had a goal to get to know your family better. So tell us a little bit about how that started.
3: I became a mediator. I, I had a goal. Or I still have a goal to change the relationships, uh, the success of relationships. Say Specifically marriages, uh, I, I had a goal at one point in time to change the success rate by 4% before I die. And that led me to go become a mediator because that was the skill set that I thought could really help people in their relationships. Some people don't know this, but as a mediator, you cannot give advice. You really, the only thing you can do as a mediator to help two people in conflict is ask them questions. And so I was at this family reunion and I was actually, ironically, um, going through uh, a divorce. And my father basically just asked me why I was doing so well. And I said, you know, that it was mediation. And so then he asked me to like talk to my siblings and him about mediation, what it is. And, and ironically for this conversation, I explained it uh, that, like playing the game, tell me your life in 30 seconds in which when I asked somebody to play that game, I listened to their story, listen for a couple of things that are interesting, ask them follow up questions, you know, five minutes later uh, i usually play this at a restaurant five minutes later they're done talking and i'm getting the best service in the restaurant (laughs) i walked away from this meeting however at this family reunion really realizing i had a conflict in my life which is that i wasn't very connected to my family my five siblings and my parents and some of that's very natural it wasn't like we, we didn't like each other but i thought to myself can mediation resolve this conflict this problem in my life and so That's when I I got back home. I was living back east at the time, and I wrote all of my siblings and my parents uh, an email and just acknowledged that we probably weren't the closest family in the entire world, which didn't offend anyone because they all feel probably the same way. And then I said, well, let's play Tell Me Your Life Life in 30 Seconds on a much longer version. I commit to asking one question a week for a year. Uh, I think if we all answer the question then we'll get to know each other we'll we'll have more empathy for one another more understanding and um yeah that's how it all began
1: and I think it's so cool that you guys that you guys would hit reply all because now you have that all documented, like all these answers to these questions.
3: Correct. So we did end up doing it for five years. Cool. And so yeah, after the first year, everyone seemed to kind of want to keep it going, especially me and my littlest uh, sister, Melanie. We found we discovered that it really in our in the in the case of her and I, it really did create a, a friendship and a, and a bond and I mean I came to realize I had no clue who this person was before doing this. She's eight years younger than me and yeah I just didn't really honestly I, I can now say I had no idea who she was until we really started playing this game. And, yeah so it was it was amazing.
0: Um, I really like that because I have seven sisters <laughs> yeah yeah. Utah family <laughs> and I, I feel the same way about my siblings right now like we, we're really close we do things regularly throughout the year I see them they're in four different states but that would be a really cool activity to do with my family too I'm going to try it out.
3: People are always selling me and I, and I, I you know are, are saying oh you should create one of these games you know these card games where you ask questions and you sit around at a dinner table and you, you answer them and, and the, the, the true essence of Connect 52 is about connecting on a very, very deep and authentic level. And what I found is that there was something about the technology as well, you know, that just sitting down at a computer. And I mean, given this COVID time, what a perfect time to do this where we don't have all these distractions, where you can sit down and really take a week to think about your question, to answer it. What I really love to do, and, and part of the idea of helping, you know, relationships get stronger, is, uh, couples doing this uh taking you know at like my sister and her husband they each take turns asking the question and then answering it and going out on a date night and then that's where they reveal it's still written down so they have that document that's where they share their answer so they're not sitting there looking at their phones they're actually having a, a deep conversation about uh the, their answers to their question there was just so many there's several experiences that happen for sure where you just realize Wow, we learned how to communicate with one another. We, I, I would find myself typing out an answer, hitting enter to send it to them all, and then being like, "Whoa, did I really want to send all that?" Like, mm-hmm. there's something really interesting about it. you're not talking to somebody, and and that's something that I t- talk to couples all the time about of fight with a pen and a paper, and and also kind of. Write out your thoughts beforehand, or, or there's more to it than that. But there's something about writing down your answer and then having somebody be able to read that without that interruption. So, for example, when here in the state of Utah, and for those who grew up Mormon, I mean, when the policy in the church came out about uh, you know uh, the the same sex marriages and, and whatnot, that was a real big hot button. I mean families were getting fractured and friendships were getting destroyed and so forth and so on. And in my family, we just made it a question of the week. What do you what do you think and how do you feel about this this policy? Now, I don't think we could have ever had that conversation had it not been a year and a half into Connect Fifty Two or so, mm-hmm. um, but then we were able to just—I was able to express my my feelings. Have that be completely read by members of my family before they ended up sharing theirs. Really amazing opportunity to just share and uh, have your voice be heard.
1: When I was on my mission, my mom would write these letters and they were sort of like her journal. Shout out to you, Mama Shoal, since she (laughs) listens. But I felt like during that time, I knew my mom a lot better because it was just like everything that was going on. And so I think that there is sometimes when you're together as a family or as friends, some people feel uncomfortable getting maybe that like deep emotionally and so there's like different jokes or it's not as taken as seriously but if everyone can just sit and have that opportunity to like write it out like that you're connected on such a deep level and i love what you talked about with like date night you know like coming with your answers and and sharing that way i don't know it's cool yeah
3: that's that's what i kind of do now in a group format i call them connection venues but Every single month, I put out a, a menu, um, what I call a connection menu. It looks a lot like a food menu, but instead of food, it's obviously just question. And then either gathering people together that I that I know or that, that I want to connect with. And sometimes we break a, break into small groups, or sometimes we do it as a big group around a dinner table, but kind of take that opportunity to really go to eat. Now, oftentimes, it's after they've had uh, the advantage of looking at the menu for a month. And then we get together and talk about, you know, how the how the questions affected us and what has transpired i mean you know I, I go to therapy and she asks me questions right i get to go in search of those answers and figure out who i am and that's truly you know as far as connect 52 is concerned that's truly what i came to realize its purpose is it's really not as much to connect with other people even though that's what gets people excited it's really to connect with who you are every question asks when you answer it, you're answering it with a story from your past, uh, a story from what is currently going on in your life, or something you'd like to see happen in your future. And really, you know, five years of connecting with my family was really just me connecting with who I am. And I think that's the thing that people need right now more than anything in the world is is really to connect to themselves. Um, we have massive amounts of distractions. And, and a lot of things going on in the world and yet you know when do you really go sit you know unless you're riding your bike or, or exercise I mean there's just there's just not as many activities these days where you just kind of sit with your own box and, and get connected and so on. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that I ended up loving most about it is is getting connected to myself. And that's what I do right now on a, on a weekly basis is I send out a, a weekly question. It's just for people to, to answer for themselves and to get connected to themselves.
1: Yeah, I subscribe to your weekly question. And so it's been fun to get them and to be like, <laughs> oh, that's a cool, cool
0: question. <laughs> well, on a lesson I learned... While I was serving my mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was that people want to be asked questions. They want to share these stories, but yep. we get so wrapped up that we don't ask the question. And so we kind of miss that opportunity. We just assume that people, if they want to share, they're going to share. But really, the really good stuff, people aren't just going to offer up. They want to know somebody's a willing listener to be able to really open up and to express their true desires and things of their heart you know asking questions yeah. is a powerful thing
3: the best education I've ever received uh, up there at the University of Utah you know, was uh, the mediation program that they have and it just really taught me a valuable lesson and that you can really solve any problem or you can you know you can overcome things if if you're willing to ask, a, you know, ask great questions, listen, and then and then communicate. Yeah, it's a, I couldn't agree with you more.
2: You said you did it for five years with your family. Was it difficult to get the momentum to get it started, or was everyone pretty receptive? to opening up the
3: screen? Great, great question. question.
4: Uh,
3: and that is, okay, so a, fr- a friend of mine once told me that, that I should, that it could be intimidating. This whole story sounds like me and my family, we weren't that close, and then we I presented this idea, and then we were singing kumbaya around the campfire, you know, every single weekend, <laughs> and that is that is not true. Um, the reality of it is is that I have two brothers who never once participated. Mm. Um I, I have three sisters who, who participated quite often, one, uh, one that did, I think, every time. My parents did frequently, um, and they loved it. I tried many things to engage people, such as have my family. After the first year, I started having my family members start asking some of the questions and get engaged that way. Um, but one thing it taught me about human connection, kind of going to what you were just talking about a minute ago... Is that if you really care, if you really want to connect with somebody, you'll continue to invite them. We live in a world now where I send out a friend request on Facebook or Instagram or on some other social media thing, and it, it's, a, it's a yes or a no. Um, but in the real world of relationships, uh, you know, I think we have to go back time and time again. And so my little brother, who, who really you I, you could say he never participated because he didn't write out an answer and share it with everybody else. But I know he participated because oftentimes when we get together, he would tell me what he thought of a certain answer or, or a certain question or, or whatever. And so, you know, I, I, I go around talking and teaching uh, on kind of five steps to human connection. And, and definitely one is, is, being committed to doing it. And I really committed when I wrote that first email, uh, to my family, I said that I was committed to doing it for 52 weeks, whether they were really, whether they participated or not, I was going to ask 52 questions. and I was going to answer them and they were going to, they were going to get to know me whether I got to know them or not. And, um, and so that's, that's one of the steps I would say is, um, you know the expectations are at least for me weren't that we would all become best friends in the entire world Uh, it was and it really ended up becoming how this is we're just we're getting to know each other i can't every once in a while we would do a questionnaire was based around a picture that we were all in and you know what was the what was your experience at this time or what was your experience at this you know this photo and it would be amazing how we're really not even on the same in the same universe with one another we're all having our own little party and we're all having our own experience and it was just fun to learn like wow i had no idea you were experiencing that in your life and like i said to get to know my little sister uh well to get to know any of them was was rather amazing on on just a completely different level
0: so, just a clarifying question: When you asked the question, they couldn't respond to another person's answer. They just had to respond to just a question, right? When did the... No, no,
3: no. we had. Uh, I mean, many, fam- and many people have done this since, since my family. And you'll get some people who they do a reply. I mean, we have my sister. In fact, she did it with her husband and their and his side of the, his family, and. She just said that the chain of emails would go on forever and ever. And I always tell people, like, to tell the software comes out that I'm building, uh, they, they create a Google Doc as well. So have the email and then copy and paste the answers and the dialogue over into a Google Doc so you can print it out in, in a book at the end of the year. But, um, oh, no, you could easily, I mean, their family or my brother-in-law's family, they they were responding to each other's questions. They were just having an ongoing dialogue for a whole entire week. Cool. So yeah, anything is possible. Obviously this is, there's no rules. You can do whatever you want. And, uh, I mean, I have, you know, companies that will, that will use this kind of format to, to connect with one another. Um, you know, build a stronger team, build a stronger you know bond. And so, um, to the point you made earlier I mean questions are this questions if you if the other person feels like they're going to be heard I mean and that's I hired some PhD uh, individuals to help me with some questions at one point in time and and really their consensus was is that this was a very kind of healing process because you're being uh, seen and heard which Mm -hmm. I guess is, is what develops trust and uh and so it's just, yeah, it's an opportunity to, to to be seen and heard. A friend of mine, who's very familiar with Connect 52, she ended up sending me this song one day by Andy Grammer called The Good Parts.
1: Oh, we love Andy and Grammer! <laughs> 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 this is so great!
3: Yeah, and so she sent me The, the Good Parts, and it really kind of unofficially became the theme song for Connect 52 because, yeah, I think most people... Uh, well, I don't. I, I guess I shouldn't say most people. A lot of us like to be like to go deep and like to be like to play on this different level. And not that I don't, not that I'm about not about having fun. I love having a great time. You know, might come from a family of probably self-deprecation humor and then also of kind of cutting people down to be funny. You know, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be funny. And uh, yeah, I I have really worked really, really hard on eliminating all that from my life because it's just uh, once you realize how literal your brain takes everything you say, uh, you know, just ask yourself if you if if you if your brain is going to do the things that you say, would you would you say it
0: deep? (laughs) <laughs> 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 I like, like, really me deep <laughs>
2: We're all stunned.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's several areas of your life that we want to pick your brain on. <laughs> so go for. It. <laughs> okay, so working on biggest loser, what you said you got to know a lot of the contestants really well?
3: What?. I know, yeah
1: What do you feel like was the thing that all of them had in common to help them keep their goal?
3: Oh, good question. One of the contestants that I'm probably closest to, he he would tell you that some of it was just pressure. So knowing that there was an audience of millions of people who were going to tune in and watch, you know, he believed that that helped make them perform.
1: Especially how they got on the scale in front of everyone.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I've heard, I mean, I've heard of people who kind of say that that's not a great thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, the success of Biggest Loser is that, you know, unfortunately, so many of the people, um, gain all their weight back, if not more, Not all Mm -hmm. obviously not everyone, but a lot of people. And, and really, in my opinion, it comes down to everyone can work out. Working out is not that difficult, um, eating the right foods is a lot more difficult and they say that that's one of the biggest that's probably a bigger component of of health is what you eat not how much you exercise but the bigger component that doesn't get talked about very often in my opinion is is what we say and what we think and what we believe Um, because at the end of the day that is that is who you are is what you think you are and what you believe you are but it, but what's funny about it to me is I've learned that it just comes from what you say. And man, so a lot of us are awfully hard on ourselves. And if you can't, if you can't say nice things and you can't say, say and think and then believe that that things could be different, it's going to, it's going to be an uphill battle forever. But yeah, one of my greatest, um, stories, uh, and, and again, I, I worked on one of their resorts in in Malibu, California, and uh, the we so we had we not only had some of the contestants, but we had regular we had guests, we had people from all over the world coming and and basically doing the Biggest Loser experience. And one evening, I was I was about to go home, and I was approaching this group of men, and. And I got, I got close enough that it would have been awkward to turn away as I realized that they were, they were having an emotional experience. And uh, I was invited to come over and join them uh, as somebody who didn't quite fit the group because of my size, but fit the group because I was part of their experience. And um, they were kind enough to let me join in. And boy, the original conversation was one in which they were discussing uh, that, that, many of them had written down the brand of toilet that was there at the, at the resort because they apparently had had experiences in our lifetime of, of having a toilet break and something I had obviously never experienced in my entire life. And this evening just went on where we ended up having this conversation about women and relationships and, and so forth and so on. And it was the most, it was the most, uh, before Connect 52, it was kind of like the most connected I'd ever seen men get when when there was more than two of them. And uh, the next day, uh, I went up to one of the guys who was kind of a ringleader of the whole thing. I said, hey, we got to do that again. And, uh, have you, have you thought of a name we could call this thing? He said, I- ironically, I have. We'll just call it the Jockstrap Club. Male <laughs> support for men. <laughs> that's funny. And, uh, so, you know, I do think that that, that's the breakthrough that we all need is we've got this computer on top of our heads. It really does obey the, everything that we tell it. it, it it's an analog computer. It doesn't understand humor. It doesn't understand when you're you're kidding, when you're when you're not being very serious. It just understands that what you say is what you want, and it and it performs rather amazingly. I don't know if I answered your question, but it was a it was a really amazing experience. But I felt in the end, I ended up uh, leaving there because I really didn't feel like we were. In the, at the end of the day helping people where they needed the help. Sure, we can work you out for eight hours a day and you can go home weighing 20, 30, 40 pounds less than you used to. But if we haven't helped you learn how to exercise your mind, and that's what's so exciting to me about where we're headed in this world. You know, I was listening. I can't remember who said said this, but I was listening to a podcast and uh, they were talking about how imagine... 50 years ago 60 years ago if you would have ever been driving down a road and saw a big building where people went in and like picked up heavy things and put down heavy things and picked up heavy things and put down heavy things I mean they would they would that would have been ridiculous to think that there would be gyms on every corner where people went and (laughs) exercised. But I think the future is is we're going to exercise our mind. And I can imagine a day and a time where there's going to be places you go, which they kind of already exist. Yoga studios and meditation studios and, you know, sound baths and churches for that matter and so forth and so on. But there's going to be buildings where we go and we exercise our mind because that's the muscle that, that... you need to exercise more than any muscle we've got
2: we were talking this week as we were walking together one morning about how how often you hold on to like something negative that you've thought about yourself or heard about yourself and all of the positivity that someone else will tell you (laughs) doesn't necessarily carry the same weight and we were talking about like I'd been seeing some videos of parents doing affirmations with their children, like while they're doing their daughter's hair, just having her repeat like, I'm beautiful, I'm smart, I'm worthy of love, I'm clever, I am a good friend, and just how powerful having that child like internalize, not a parent telling them they're those things, but having them hear themselves say it how powerful that can be
3: so powerful i oh my gosh you you are now speaking my language (laughs) Uh, well i i I, you know i developed something that i call i am human code and i've known about affirmations my uh, pretty much my whole life my father took me to a, a thing when i was very young that that talked about affirmations but i hadn't been practicing them and um I was actually uh, dating an individual who uh, had at one point in time in her life attempted to commit suicide. And then when I met her, she had, I went to her home and she had this wall that was just covered in affirmations, probably a hundred affirmations. And what was interesting about it is you could read the affirmations and actually know who the person was. Um, It was like reading who this person is, but she would wake up every morning and and do an exercise routine and and basically say all of those affirmations. And so one night I was driving home and listening to NPR and listening to, uh, this American life. And they were presenting a very bizarre question. Um, they were presenting, do we have free will? And, I, it was just an interesting, it was an interesting, they had all these, these neuroscientists on, which those are like my favorite people in the whole world. And they were basically saying like, look, this brain of yours, tell me where you, like, tell me where the decision making place is in your brain. You know, a, a car's coming head on at you. And where do you go to like make this decision? And and there's lots of, there's lots of information out there about, you know, we really are just operating off of a non-conscious mind and, and habits. Right. And so, it was fascinating to me. So again, I'm not here to debate whether we do or don't have free will. I don't think that's necessarily as important as I wanted to start operating. Like my brain was a computer that would just do whatever I told it to do. And so then I was like, Oh, what have I been telling my brain? And I was like, that's not exactly that great. So I was like, okay, I know it's affirmations. Affirmations would be like code to a brain. Like code is to a computer, affirmations will be code to your brain. So I gotta start doing affirmations. So I went home and I started writing affirmations that were kind of bizarre. Because one of my two of my problems with affirmations. One is, is that they're very they can oftentimes be very generic. Like, I am wonderful. And I was like, Well, I I don't know if I believe that, but <laughs> so it just felt weird. It felt weird to also like you know, at least the stereotype is that I'm supposed to get in front of the, the bathroom mirror and like raise my arms up in victory formation and say all these things to myself. Right. (laughs) And I just couldn't, both of those were really difficult, but what I loved about what you just said was something that I did is I took all the affirmations that I wrote. very, very custom to me. Things like, so I want, I want to be, I'm a half, I finished a half Ironman, but I want to be an Ironman. So I was like, okay, what would I, how would I code that? For me, if I wanted to be an Ironman, I would say, I am an Ironman. And so then I thought, well, if I want to be an I am Ironman, then I need to be an I am two-mile swimmer. I am a, you know, a hundred-mile cyclist. I am a marathon runner. Some of those things, which I had never been before in my life. Now, I started, because I started there, it just spilled into every aspect of my life. It was like, if you take a vision board... And you go, okay, because so many people out there have vision boards, take your vision board and then write an I am statement for everything that's on that vision board. Now then what I did is I took it because I felt really uncomfortable about saying this out loud or to my to the mirror or whatever. So I took an app, and I just happened to like this one called Think Up. It's not free, but there, and there are some free versions out there, but I use... I programmed all my affirmations into this app and then every single morning for a year and and now now doing it still doing it. But I would listen. First thing I did when I woke up is I listened to 20 minutes of my affirmations playing on repeat. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't agree with you more. I'm I'm trying to convince parents all over the as many parents as I can to, to get one of these apps, plug in those affirmations, listen to them. Listen to them in front of your kids. Get them programmed, if you will, and used to the idea that this is how I start my day. I start my day by waking up and not only in a a spirit of gratitude, saying some gratitudes, because obviously we have to overcome all these things that we've said, all these negative things that we've said. You know, you were just saying a minute ago. You know, it's, it's so difficult to overcome the negative thing we've said or the negative thing we've heard about ourselves. Well, the the antidote to that is gratitude. Boy, you know, I think we got to have you 10 times as much gratitude for everything negative that's been said. So start your day with gratitude, but then also just these affirmations, like the beauty of having them recorded like this is I can be in my car and driving down the freeway and I can just be like, man, I really need a dose of of good code and throw that on the, throw that on the, the stereo or you know, in the middle of the day at work. And now I've gotten so, well, uh, I've gotten so into this that, like, I have affirmations for going to sleep. I have affirmations for before coming onto a podcast and basically being a, you know, it's just, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I could go on forever about it.
1: (laughs) No, I think that this has been fascinating to learn about, just in the sense of, like, how you were like, I don't know if I answered the biggest loser question, but I feel like you did in the sense that, like, it's not about working out, it's about <laughs> the life change, the life change and changing your mind, you know? And just as you've been talking, I've been thinking about all the negative I guess it's not affirmations, negative, <laughs> um, ne- negative, code. negative code, I feed myself and then I get discouraged when I'm not like changing, but I'm like, if I'm just feeding myself negative code. And so I'm like that app that you said totally worth it to pay for it to like tell you this code all the time. And, and you had talked about how you help kids that are are suicidal with this code of reprogramming?
3: Well, I'm trying to. um, That's one of the goals I have with I Am Human Code. And and I've had the opportunity in a few cases, uh, I've had some some opportunities to basically sit down with young adults who are struggling or who have had an experience. And basically, when we talk about code, you know, it's really fun today in today's world. You can ask kids, hey, you know, do you, do you know how to code or are you learning how to code in school? And they'll all say yes. And, and so then we just really more or less talk about like it's, it's kind of a game. It's kind of, um, you know, take out a piece of paper and say, OK, what if I could design my life, if I could design my life like I could create a computer, Okay, so put in the code. What do you want? What do you want to see from your life? What do you want to create? And and boy, it's it, it can be really fun. And, and then what I do is I try and challenge them. Because I mean, sometimes the, the concept of it all can be very overwhelming. You know, I mean, trying to change your whole entire life by simply writing down some affirmations and listening to them. And, and by the way, it is in your own voice. The, the ThinkUp app, you have to record it in your own voice, which is the other more really powerful thing. But for these kids, I say pick one thing in your life, just one thing, and do some code, write these affirmations, and just see if I'm wrong, like, sure, you know, or or see if I'm right. But you know, and, and in your case, if you're if you're being, if you, I mean, because we're tying Biggest Loser and, and and this whole thing together, if it is weight loss or health or how you feel about yourself, then. Then try it. Try writing the code of the result you'd like to see in your life and listen to it every single time. I mean, why I like listening to it is it's in those days and in those moments that are really difficult where it'd be probably almost impossible for me to go into the bathroom and raise my arms up and do it. I can at least turn my phone on, mm-hmm. plug in my headphones, and listen to this stuff. And that is what's so valuable and so you know it, it, it really here's an interesting so it wasn't it i mean all of this was really fascinating to me and i and i love it a lot and but it really wasn't until one day um i was actually in my office and i was watching cbs evening news and they did a report on this young woman i'm going to try and remember her name before this is over but this young woman back in Massachusetts or Boston, who um, ended up jumping off of a bridge and, and uh, committing suicide or taking her life, and um, you know, initially when the, when it was airing, I was like, why are they why are they reporting on this? It's, it was a year it was a year old. Uh, they were kind of doing a follow up piece. I'm like, you know, so many people are, are killing themselves. So why? What's so special about? And I don't know that they ever answered that question, other than I answered it for myself. What was special about this is it really posed the question of that of, of why this girl, uh, this particular girl, um, had so many things going for her. Um, you know, was doing unbelievably well in high school. Was uh, asked her, had just asked her mother to book a trip for them to go. Uh, I think. Look at colleges, and anyway the, the, the they showed that she just had a lot of things going for her. but when they when they found her, she uh, at, the, at the bottom of this bridge or this overpass, uh, they found a couple of journals next to her body. And when they opened up those journals, what they found is hundreds of pages of self-loathing. So even though this person on the outside was, had everything, you know, had, had just had everything according to anyone who would look at her life. She had everything. But what she was saying to herself was, I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm ugly. I'm, you know, I'm horrible. I'm all these things. And there's was just pages and pages and pages of self loathing I'll have to send you the link to it, to this YouTube, so you can watch it. But, and what I gathered from all that is that this young girl, unfortunately, didn't, ha- didn't stand a chance. She was telling her computer every single day these just unbelievably horrible things. And she just really didn't stand a chance. And that's when it all clicked for me the most is when I realized, oh, it's not about just having this amazing life. It's also about that if we don't, if we're not careful what we say to ourselves, there's consequences, major consequences. And um, and I use that word very, I, I always use consequences for good things too, but, but there are just there are some there can be negative consequences to, to what we say. And uh, to put it to, to do a little bit lighter of a thing, um, there's five things that neuroscientists believe create the, the greatest amount of happiness. Number five is exercise four is uh service to others three is spirituality two is gene connection and then the number one thing that will help us be happy is sleep
0: uh, <laughs> i, I say man. <laughs>
3: here here uh, you guys you guys are awesome consensus <laughs> across the board aren't yeah you? Uh, <laughs> But when I heard that, I was like, because I'm, I'm definitely older than the three of you. And so <laughs> at this age, I'm not sleeping as well as maybe I used to. And so at first, I was like, oh, my gosh, if this is, you know, I believe this to be true. So I'm going to buy a new bed. I'm going to buy new sheets. I'm going to buy new pillows. I'm going to spend a bunch of money. And I'm going I'm to really work at this. And so right as I was about to hit order on the Amazon uh, order, I, I said, hold on a second. If I really believe in what I'm saying... I should be able to program my brain for better sleep. And so that night, <clears throat> I went and lay down and I said, okay, what would the code be for sleeping better? So I, I would I started saying things like, uh, I, I am a great sleeper. I enjoy sleeping soundly through the night. I enjoy waking up refreshed. And what they what they said about sleep is that, it's not about how many hours you get, it's about whether you wake up refreshed or not. And So I was like, well, no, I guess the code I've been giving my brain for 45 years is that I'm tired because usually when I wake up, I go, oh, I'm so tired. And I, you know, I probably hit the snooze button and that's just another confirmation that I'm tired and I'm sending all, I'm sending the computer all these messages of I'm tired. And so the only way to not then be tired was to drink a bunch of coffee or, or, or whatever. And so I, um, I just tried saying these affirmations. And now, I get, now if I'm doing it actively, I can just tell my brain I want to wake up at 5 a.m. tomorrow, refreshed. And I'll tell you what, at 4.55, my eyes open up. Your brain is so unbelievably smart. It knows what time it is. It knows it really is unbelievably amazing. And we just don't tap into its greatness in that we just don't ask it to to help us perform. And and we don't ask it to help us do these things. Or we ask it to do some really horrible things to us. Uh, And so... It was just amazing. It didn't really matter that I didn't need a new bed and I didn't need new sheets. I didn't need a new pillow. I just needed new programming for the result that I ended up wanting. And that's when I say just try something out. Just try anything out that you want to see. Again, take that vision board and just write some code. What would, what would you just have to tell yourself to make that possible? And then I try and dumb this whole thing down to a mathematical equation, like 2 plus 2 equals 4. What you think, or excuse me, what you say plus what you think equals what you believe, and that is what you are.
1: Can you repeat that?
3: Yes. What you say plus what you think equals what you believe. And that is what you are. You really are just whatever you believe you are. And if you keep waking up every single day and saying, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, I don't, I'm don't," i too this or I'm too that or I'm blah, 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 blah. Guess what keeps happening? It's a, it's, it's a very obedient computer. Now, I'm not saying it happens overnight. Yeah. And, I, and I won't even say that you'll notice the change immediately. And that's why I ask people to, you know, do some... Do a morning routine uh, do, do, get get in the habit of, of doing a morning routine the one thing I recommend to a lot of people is to record on a scale of one to ten how much they are loving themselves and their life and so that you can actually notice the change I, I, I can I walk around telling people all the time like ah, you know what I'm at a seven right now. Now, when I'm doing my affirmations, when I'm doing my I am human code and I'm doing my waking up and exercising and I'm starting my day out with gratitude, inevitably, I'm always around a nine or a ten. So why wouldn't you do it? I mean, that's I mean, obviously, and I do. I slip out sometimes. I, you know, things happen and I and boy, but when they happen now, I can I mean, I can feel it. I can I can give it a number. I can go, oh, my gosh, how am I out of five? I got to get I got to get doing my I got to get doing my stuff.
0: Yeah. I've never really understood vision boards. Like it's never really been something that hits home for me. So I've never done them. I've always wanted to kind of comprehend and sit down and do them. But for some reason, I've just never got them. But that way, the way you explain doing it makes so much more sense to me and make it more effective to me as a way of accomplishing goals and achieving things. I like that a lot.
3: Yeah, and if you haven't done a vision board, and I'm not, I'm not here to promote vision boards, but I will say that if, if it's easier for you to start out with like the affirmations, the the code, and again, I, I mm-hmm. encourage you to just make it very, very specific to you. Don't make them be generic. Not that the generic ones are bad. I just mean, man, I, I mean, sometimes what I say don't don't it doesn't even sound like a, an English sentence. Like, I am sleep, right? That, no, one, no one's sleep. What does that mean? You know, but. I I swear my brain understands what I'm trying to say. You know, it it understood, Mm -hmm. like, code. I mean, code to a computer looks like this foreign language we don't understand, but the computer understands it, right? (laughs) Exactly. So I just, but if if you do the code, then maybe do a vision board. There is something to be said for visually seeing also what you're then saying. For a lot of us, it helps us think about, like, okay, what is it that I'm trying to do and, and where, where am I trying to go? But yeah, I mean, I think together they work really well. But
4: mm-hmm. if you had to, if you had to choose one over the other, I would, I, I personally would choose the,
3: the affirmations and, and, but then repeating it day after day after day. And that's why I love it just being recorded. I met the owner or I spoke to the owner of uh, Think Up and we've, we've talked about how to try and help kids these days and. And, you know, just obviously everyone. It's not about, it's just, it's not about kids. I mean, quite honestly, it's the parents that I want using this more than anyone because it would yeah. so influence the children. You know. Sure. Mom, why do you, mom, why do you, why do you listen to that every single day? Why you, you know, because I mean, you know that the kid would initially be like, oh, what are you doing? You're so stupid, right? <laughs> that's kind of the reaction a kid would probably have. But over time... I mean, don't, don't we all end up acting a lot like our parents? Don't we all follow in those, those, those habits and whatnot? So, you know, for any parent out there who's listening, give your children this amazing habit of listening to yourself talk just so amazingly. I mean, if people could hear my affirmations on repeat for like, they'd be like, whoa. This is amazing Like
1: this guy Either they'd be like This is amazing Or this guy thinks awfully highly Either way Uh, Craig I just feel like You've given us So much wisdom today Like I think that All of us are just Sitting here like Wow this is a lot To take in So thank you Like for taking time On your Sunday morning To talk to us about this I, I really like Especially with these Affirmations I'm excited to try Them out And I think that Like the The resources of this app that you shared with us just puts it in an easy way where you just have to push play and it does it for you you know like that we can listen to ourselves and um, so it sort of takes that even just reading them off your wall or whatever off it just makes it it's like one less step to get there to the affirmations It is
3: plug those headphones in get the, get the sound like block everything else out put the headphones in hit play listen to those affirmations i usually do about 20 minutes you know i might have 50 affirmations it's going to repeat those over and over and over again for for that 20 minutes and there are days where i'll meditate to it like i mean i'm really concentrating and listening to it and then there's other days where it's just kind of it's it's background noise but we all know what the subconscious can do and absorb that and absorb that information and, and what that information is it's just the same it's the creation of, of just an amazing uh, human being and life, and, and yeah. So, oh, please do it. I encourage. you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, so can you tell people how they can get a hold of you if they want to be a part of the, the weekly email or if they have questions? How they how can they contact you?
3: Yeah, the, probably the easiest way is either uh, Craig at Connect fifty two com and that's C R A I G at Connect and then five two. .com or directly. I, I don't mind it, and, and it's up to you guys if, if they want to get a hold of me by phone 801 864 3472.
1: Awesome. I'm going to put a shameless plug in for you. If people are looking to refinance and they're here in Utah,
3: <laughs> Craig's
1: your guy. <laughs>
3: Thank you so much. Everybody in our office wants to record right now. Yeah. Uh, well, because that's
1: how we connected is like, because I like talked to you for the the Utah real estate podcast, but then when I was talking yes. to you more, I was like, no, come be on this 52 week. <laughs> like, I need your knowledge on here. You have great real estate knowledge, but we needed your 52 week knowledge more. Uh, so. I know. I was like, I was
3: like, uh, this sounds cool, but i would rather do this to do this. So <laughs> well,
1: awesome. A connected
3: person, too.
1: Yes, yes. I feel like we're we'll dear have friends now. To get
3: together. <laughs>
0: yeah, I support. Okay. Well, thanks, Craig. Thank thanks, Craig. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Okay, See ya. Bye bye. I thought of a bunch of people that I will probably send out the link to this and say, "This is what you've been looking for. This mm-hmm. is what you have specifically been talking to me about, and not knowing how to do it." Um, I have a handful of people I liked it. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I know people don't really listen to our podcast, mm-hmm. but if you're gonna if you're gonna listen to one, this is probably well. No, it's like
1: content that we're like being excited to share. Like, I really am excited to try this out and mm-hmm. to because I, I so to be honest, this past week I've been in a sort of a place where I feel like I've just been getting into like negative habits, and I'm like, oh like I thought that like I've been changing, and I'm like, how do I get out of this? And it just feels so discouraging. You know, when he talked about that girl that committed suicide and you saw all her notebooks and just that like self-loathing. And it's just, you know, that saying where it's like, if you, if you talk to your yourself the way that you did to your friends, would you have any friends? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and, and so I think that hearing him talk about like the negative code and the positive code, it just makes me be like, Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Well, the thing is, you think you're doing yourself a favor by being real with yourself. Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell myself these things. It's going to motivate me. I, I'm pointing out what I need to work on. Even that has a positive twist to it. We think we're doing good by being hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Tough love. We're going to be the person to give ourselves tough love, but it's the most dangerous person to give you tough love you should be I love how he changes it. like still talk to yourself but speak to yourself as if how you want to be Mm -hmm. when you're there you know and I've heard that through a few like just that one little concept through a couple motivational things but self talk and like how he talked
1: about like the self deprecating humor or like when he makes fun of himself you know like Mm -hmm. that he got rid of that I think that that's big too of just I don't know like yeah Because it's hard. (laughs) So it's easier to make fun of ourselves than it is to...
2: Yeah. And I liked the concept of, like, your brain knows what you tell it kind of thing. Because I was thinking, my brain better know humor. Otherwise... I don't know what my life has been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, um, But I think recently I've been working on like trying to not do the self-deprecating humor because it's such an easy go-to and I'm an expert at it. <laughs> but it's been interesting interacting with people and getting to a point where I'm like, oh, I appreciate that I feel safe. And I'm willing to be vulnerable with you. And I find myself not deflecting. Like a lot of my texts lately have been to a particular person where I'll just put like... Um, resisting the urge to insert self-deprecation here (laughs) because I'm like I'm acknowledging that like it was my go-to but I'm not doing it and instead I'll say this as a response to like a compliment you've given Mm me or but it has been an interesting process but I've been looking at this um thinkup.me is the website for the app that he was talking about and I know it's not necessarily you know an official endorsement but it's really interesting even just their blog Um, which looks to be weekly, perhaps maybe monthly, where it's like um, ideas for like deep relaxation affirmations or overcome public speaking fear with affirmations or bipolar disorder affirmations. Like there are so many different elements, like you can really tailor these to what you're struggling with or what you think your brain maybe needs a positive message about most and i like that concept of code and maybe it's because i work with developers but it really is like code is so literal like it has to work for it to work like it has to be precise for it to work and it's not going to interpret anything it's such a logical process so whatever you put in is what's going to come out Um, kind of thing. And I like thinking about my brain, I guess, in that way of, yeah, yeah, if I tell myself that I'm this rather than telling myself that I'm that, then my brain can take that in and internalize it more.
0: Well, it's a brilliant comparison because code, I mean, it literally is zero one, that's coding among other things. But if you, if you put a zero where a one should be, it changes the entire program. It will not function anymore. So if you aren't specific with your affirmations, or it can change the entire outcome of what you're telling yourself. I just think that's really cool. Yeah. And just uh, what he was talking about, how he's like,
1: just with the example of like working out, how people can work out all day. But mm-hmm. if that's not changing, like... Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't, it it makes me excited of thinking like all the things I can accomplish by re, like replacing my code. Yeah. Because uh, even, I mean, I feel like Meredith and I had a conversation with some people, um, over the weekend where they were asking about the podcast and we were nerding out about it. But it was like cool to be like, I feel like we've become more of an expert of what works for us and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And this is just another, thing that we get to experiment and be like okay how will this work for us you know Mm
2: -hmm. and i was thinking like this is worth experimenting with because to be honest even though i've been watching the videos of like parents doing it with little kids and it's cute because these little kids are repeating back Mm -hmm. and i was like but actually it feels a little corny doing it myself Mm -hmm. but as we were talking i was thinking i mean what do you have to lose Like in terms of like just writing some affirmations for yourself and repeating them every day, it's free. And if it doesn't help you, like if you're like, no, this is uncomfortable, I don't like it, okay, don't do it. But it is kind of worth experimenting with to see, does this improve my attitude? Does this improve how I feel about myself? Like it is it is a little bit of not to be political, but it's like a – just put on a mask, like just do it. What have you mm-hmm. got to lose mm-hmm. kind of situation? Yeah. It's, like it's like that kind of like look and live. Like it seems mm-hmm. really simple and maybe it won't do anything for you, but why not try, try it?
0: it? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just so, and it just feels so positive. I've had a couple conversations really yesterday, um, about people who, with people who don't feel like they deserve good things in life. And to get a little religious, I called him out and I was like, that is not Jesus speaking. Like, Jesus, like, that's just, it's not right. That's not the right person telling you those things. And so this is one of those, I will be sending it to this friend because we do deserve the goodness and the happiness in life. Um, it's, it's possible for everyone to feel that goodness. It is. And it's up to ourselves. <laughs> so I think tomorrow morning when we
2: walk, everyone has to have at least two affirmations.
0: I'm <laughs> and so we impressed
2: can, that Kelly's telling yeah, me right? I like it. build from okay. there. But we're going to do them as we walk because I think it will be helpful. I don't know. Maybe you'll have some that you don't want to be vulnerable. No, I think it's good to be, yeah. But sure. I think it'll be a way for me to, like, get in the habit Mm-hmm. And then kind of build out if we're doing it with each other and, like, keeping each other accountable. I don't know I have this visual of us, like, walking and being like, I am smart. As we're I walking am, up a hill. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but, hill. but you said maybe we don't want to be vulnerable with each other. I'm like, I feel like our friendship is a different aspect than I have with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Because Without you guys, this? you guys more than anything, like, you know my, you've seen over these 36 weeks, my, like, when my weaknesses, you know, like, mm-hmm. my rationalizations. like, we know more personally than I think other friendships, like, the, the, things, bring it. the things that we're struggling with, I think, yeah. you know, Yeah. so.
2: Yeah, I'm down with that. And now great. I'm already picturing, like, these very extreme examples <laughs> of, like, <laughs> specific <laughs> Like very specific. <laughs> like, I am worthy of a man who replies to a text in a timely manner and doesn't blah 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 and blah yeah! blah. Yeah, I love it. it <laughs> comes from? <laughs> like, I feel like I'm writing one for both of you. Like, yeah. obviously, because if yeah. I was a little more yeah. introspective, but
1: yeah. Okay, so let's look at our last week goals, Kelly.
2: Your goal was to seek balance. My goal was to seek balance. Um, I think I did do better this week in terms of that was again balancing work and play. Yeah. Um, and I think I was better at doing that this week. I was getting adequate sleep except for the night that I stayed up <laughs> to 1 a.m. on Zoom, but that was with my family back home. And that's a worthwhile one. You know, I've got to fit in with their schedule if I'm going to have connection with family. Um, but on the whole, I would say it was a much more balanced week in terms of feeling like I was being social and feeding that part of myself and enjoying that, but also getting enough rest and that I could be energetic and refreshed mm-hmm. when I wake up. My other one was start a new embroidery project and I did not do that. Okay, I'll put it um, there. Yep just didn't do it but I feel like there are a lot of things that I didn't set specific goals for that I was really happy with I kind of knew I wanted to do them but wasn't ready to be like this is my goal because what if I don't do it mm-hmm. um, but I felt like it was a really successful week over, overall at improving things that I was looking to improve awesome
1: Meredith what about you're supposed to finish the infinite atonement I finished it guys
0: yeah, yeah! Good job. it's such a good book such a good book that's cool that's what you've been working
1: on that for a bit
0: I have I've been reading it very deeply for the last I started in March and there were some parts that I read very like I just hungered through like feasted upon and then other times I took a long time in between probably practicing the parts that I feasted on and mm-hmm. then I mean it's a deep book and I I mean again all religiousy right now but I feel like because of that book, I get the atonement. There's um, in the scriptures, they talk about like the Nephites and how they never did sin again. And I never could comprehend that. But after studying the atonement and after reading this book, I get it. Um, I'm not there, but I can see how over the last couple months as I've been reading the book, how it really has changed me to know the atonement better and to know the savior better so life-changing that's cool life-changing um well
1: my goals I had a goal to go on two hikes and I did that I did Donut Falls and then I did part of Albion Basin
0: I have only been to Donut Falls once and it's so common people don't ever want to go there, so I never get to go. There. I, haven't, I haven't been forever, so that's why I was like, okay, I want to get my
1: goal, you know. So, uh-huh. um, so I did that, and then my goal was six podcast episodes. That was a little ambitious, like, I was wanting to get some of my old peeps ones edited that have been on the back burner. I only published one, oh, so and then, um. My goal was 11-minute run. So it was Saturday, and I I was getting like a 13-minute run throughout the week, but I hadn't been at the 11-minute. And it was like Saturday morning, I was doing Donut Falls, and I was like, ah, I don't have time to run after this. So I ran down for part of the way that was like road. So I didn't get a mile in. I just got .67, but I did 11-minute, like 8-second pace. Nice. So I figured that was okay just because –
0: well, you made it a priority yeah. before the end of the week. So yeah. that is
1: good. Even though it was running downhill, that was, you know, it, it felt good to go that fast. Yeah. So, okay, this week
0: for goals. Okay, I can start if I Okay, Meredith. So, um, now that I am done with the infinite atonement and we are pretty set on like the way we're walking, I'm going to now make it a priority to put, come follow me study in. How often do you want to do that? I want to do it five days. It's a gutsy goal, but we're going to do it five days. Do you have like a time? No, because I'm going to have to choose per day with working from home and like when the days I work from home, I can get it in before I start work. I have, you know, the lack of commute mm-hmm. makes it, gives me an extra hour to do something. Um, but maybe sleep. And I mean, maybe before sleep, but we'll see my schedule looks really busy this week. Um, my second thing is to do beach body on demand. There's these, the home workouts that I really love. Um, and so I've got to squeeze them in, which probably means up getting up a little bit earlier. But I really liked what Craig said about, um, I loved what he, he calling out the, pushing the snooze button is like an affirmation telling your body you're still tired. And I'm going to really act upon that and not hit a snooze button and jump out of bed. Like that's not an official goal, but, um, to, yeah, I just thought that was really cool when he said that. So I'm going to avoid the snooze button and just get out of bed. So no snooze button? Yeah. My unofficial goal is no snooze button. So. <laughs> and when I hit my snooze button a couple days, it doesn't mean I didn't
1: get my goal. Okay. Um. And then how often did you want to do beach body on demand?
0: Um. We'll say three times. Okay. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are the days I work from home. I can get a lot done. <laughs> uh, and then my third one is going to be sleep. I don't know if I should admit this over air, but I'm going to start... I'm gonna put myself back into getting to bed earlier, so I'm gonna take a melatonin at 9:30, so that I can be asleep by 10. Just kind of get my body into the habit. I'll only do it this week. I don't really like taking melatonin, but I mean, going to bed. It's been like 10:30. Oh, well, it's been like 11, 12, and so.
2: So no one texts um, Meredith after 9:30.
0: Yeah. You can text me after 10. My phone actually is set to go to sleep mode at 10 o'clock. So I don't get them anyways. Okay. But, you know, I'm usually looking at my phone until midnight. So I like, <laughs> so <cool. laughs> Kelly, what about you?
2: Um, great question. I do want to embrace the affirmation idea because I do think a little part of me is still a bit like, mm, it's corny, but I think it could be helpful. So I would like to sit down and write six seems doable right um so write some specific affirmations um I also I one of my um things that I'd been working on this past week was not eating out like not getting DoorDash or Uber Eats or anything like that. Um and so I feel like I could keep that up again this week. I was really happy to be like, "No, you've got food at home." So no like DoorDash or Uber Eats, no delivery. Uh maybe probably just like yeah, let's put it as that. Um so I think that'll be good. I don't know. I just, this week I've wanted to be more financially responsible. Yeah. Um, and so that's been one of those areas where I'm like, uh, money leaks out when I <laughs> am doing this. So I would say that's my other goal um, for this week. Awesome.
0: Um, so, oh no, I'm going to sneeze. Corona.
2: <laughs> no, not this Um I should
0: probably add writing affirmations to mine too. So, will you add? I don't have a specific amount. Maybe I'm taking off your snooze button one. Okay.
1: Don't worry. <laughs> How many? Wait. So three? Yeah, we'll do three. Or is that really what you want? Mm-hmm. I don't want to pressure you.
0: No, I. That's a good one.
1: Um. So I. My big thing that I want to do is, um, so last week I felt like Monday started off so strong, but we do these campfires Monday nights and all I ate for dinner was like Doritos and the egg fried s'more that Meredith made. Um, and it just like, then the next day I woke up with like a food hangover, you know? And so I think that, um, a big goal of mine this week is, well, actually my only goal is to plan out my meals, like what the dietitian, um, for center for change would have me do. I haven't done that for a really long time and to stick to that because it's very like, You know, it's planning in, okay, this night I'm having a s'more. This day, it's not like being restrictive, but making a plan for that. And then I also want to plan in time because sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'm not watching TV or I'm not having any downtime. But um, today I just want to take time to plan like, okay, when am I going to watch this show? When am I going to do this um, so that I'm not having these times where I'm getting this momentum and then I'm just completely forgetting everything and being lazy. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I like that. So, today I'm just gonna have a weekly planning session.
0: Like the good old mission day.
1: And so, with that, I'm gonna like plan out my runs, everything. So, yeah.
2: Guys, <clears throat> we're gonna crush it this week. Yeah,
1: we are. I-, I really am just excited. Like, I think that this is gonna be a good game changer. So So, thank you, Craig.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I just feel very motivated, mm-hmm. like in a very doable, un- not an unrealistic way.
1: Well, this is one thing that we haven't tried, right? Like, yeah. I don't think we've really tried, like exercising our brain muscle.
0: Yeah, I love that we have a follow up that mm-hmm. we have to yeah. return and report for. And I do think it's really
2: interesting that we did talk about it this week. Yeah. And then it That's like very
0: big yeah. part of our
2: discussions. And that wasn't really our intention of what we were going to speak to Craig about. Today, oh no, not at all. But it just flowed out of conversation. Well, we let's
1: be honest, we had a little passionate walk this week. <laughs>
2: Where there was some, all <laughs> out. So, some yelling. All out. It wasn't yelling. <laughs> no. Ginger cat was yelling. I get passionate. Um,
1: I am a redhead. There I don't know so if out. that was yelling. Oh
2: God, oh all <laughs> our all our walks are passionate.
1: Yeah, no, but just where, like, I feel like sometimes we get upset, and the reason that she was upset is because I was like having some self-loathing and she was just like stop it you know but like i feel the same way anytime you guys do it it's like no you have these great qualities don't
0: well i mean i think just this year in i've been making a more hearty effort to do dating and things like that and just hearing my friends like i've got a lot of really close friends that we open up about more personal stuff and i just have noticed more lately how much insecurities make our decisions for us. And it's been so interesting to me because I was dating a guy and he would go off or he'd kind of lash out or the way he would behave. I was like, this is 100% on him, not me. This is his insecurities. And it was just kind of fascinating. And from there, I started to notice it. Not that I'm noticing other people's insecurities because I I don't see them. It's just people who use their insecurities to make their decisions, it's been an interesting year of that kind of thought yeah. process.
1: And we want to do a week talking about that, like of not letting insecurities. Mm-hmm. That will be our topic one week. So, yeah. okay, anything else to add, ladies? I mean, this was a long one. No, I've said long. all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, genuinely do what you can do.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Remnus Audio. If you also want to be accountable or record your journal or preserve your memories, head on over to remnusaudio.com and Steph here will take the hard work out of preserving your memories. Yeah, I will. And you don't have to put them on a podcast
1: like we are to share with everyone every week.